Welcome to a message by Highway Christian Community. Highway Christian Community is a church in Pinetown pastored by Steve and Janet Wheeler, whose vision is to make disciples. You can visit their website at www.highway.org.za. We hope that today's message enlightens the eyes of your heart to know the goodness of God and awakens you to live your God-given purpose. Enjoy. This morning, uh, we're very blessed to have Richard Oschlager, who is one of the elders here at Highway, come and share a message with us. We welcome him in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hello, church, and uh, thanks, Steve, for the introduction. So, um, I've got an interesting topic. Uh, I won't say a topic, but I've had this on my heart probably for about two or three months now. And... Um, it is just fantastic to have the opportunity to share without going into too much waffle. I'm going to be just uh, talking about the, the mind, uh, battleground or playground. And um, another heading or, or, or title would be Overcome Stinking Thinking. So I think in this time that we are experiencing right now, there's a lot of fake news going on, a lot of attitudes um, coming to the fore. And as Christians, we are called to be salt and light. We want to see the kingdom of God advance in what we're doing, um, in what God is doing, and partake in, in being part of that kingdom advancing. But it really will require us to just change some of the behaviors that we might have. And, and the battle is really fought and lost in the mind, or won in the mind. I'm going to just go through some scriptures quickly to highlight this. Romans 12, verses 2, reading from the Passion Translation. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in His eyes. Some, just some interesting takeaways from this particular scripture is if you're battling to discern what God's will is, it is you need to stop looking at what's happening around you in terms of trying to imitate the culture and allow the Holy Spirit to do the transformational work inside of you. Um, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 and 6 this is a very, very powerful scripture and probably one of the, let's call it the pillars of what I'm going to be preaching on here today. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the Anointed One. Since we are armed with such dynamic weaponry, we stand ready to punish any trace of rebellion as soon as you choose complete obedience. Now this is, is the gist of, of what I'm going to be focusing on today. But we can see that we can, these deceptive fantasies will say that God is not who He is. They will come against the truth of God and you will start believing that God is not able to intervene in the circumstances, that God is not in control, 
And this is actually arrogance, according to the scripture. Um, and I'll cover this later on as we go further. But, but this particular scripture also calls it rebellion, in a sense. Ephesians 4, 23 to 27. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you. And to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness, and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. So discard every form of dishonesty and lying, so that you will be known as one who always speaks the truth. For we all belong to one another. But don't let the passions of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fueled for revenge, not even for a day. And don't give the slanderous accuser of the devil an opportunity to manipulate you. And so we see that, that your thoughts and your ability to respond to what's happening around you is, can be based on an emotive response. Um, there's nothing wrong with emotive, emotions, I'll go into that just now, but, but if you do not control your thoughts, um, they come out in actions and it gives the devil an opportunity to actually manipulate you. Straight from the scriptures. In all of this, God gives us free choice. We can respond um, as in terms of how we feel. You insulted me. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, or we can choose to respond in terms of our identity. And our identity is pretty much we're a child of God. We're full of power. We're full of authority. We are seated in high places. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in within us. We have eternity written on our heart. Now that is who we are, which might be different to how we feel at a time. And the battle will be determined by our, our response to what takes precedence, our emotions and our emotive response or our identity in Christ. God himself was, is an emotional. We are created in his image. So emotions aren't wrong. I mean, Jesus got sad um, at times. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we see quite an emotive response by Jesus when he, he sees what's coming in terms of his um, death on the cross. Uh, God, Jesus got, gets angry with the moneylenders in the temple and he chases them out with a whip. And so emotions aren't wrong. But emotions that give way to sin is a different story. And that's what we have to be guarding our hearts against. So, what are we talking about here? The mind can either be a battleground or a playground for the devil. The devil can have his way with you, and you're just being manipulated left, right, and center. Um, And and this is determined by, are you entertaining and dwelling on bad thoughts? Um, are Are you learning, are you just sitting with anxiety in your life? These, these feelings are not illegitimate, but how you respond to them and, and whether you dwell on them and you don't put them up against Christ is what will determine whether you, you are winning or losing this battle. And so we need to learn to move in the opposite spirit. And as that 2 Corinthians said, we need to take these thoughts captive. Um, godly wisdom is not the world's logic and reason, and we need godly wisdom to step in. 
But godly wisdom doesn't come of its own. It requires time in the scripture and just spending time in God's presence. So our natural minds can be prone to some bad habits that we might have picked up before we were born again uh, or we've just developed them over time. Um, and so the problem with, with these bad mental habits or negative thinking is that they will deprive us of experiencing God at work or encountering God in a situation. Why? Because, because these lost battles at its root is unbelief. And with unbelief, it's opposing faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so there's a vicious cycle. If, if we entertain these negative thoughts, we're saying God can't intervene in this situation. So what we're actually saying is that I actually don't believe that God can help me. And without faith, God is not released to work and released into that situation. So we create this vicious cycle. Um, Ephesians 6 verse 11 says, Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And so there is a devil and he's scheming and he's always accusing, coming around and bad-mouthing and, and contributing to some of the thoughts that take place. So there, there is a battle taking place. We need to be aware of that. And that battle, a lot of it's fought in our minds. I mean, when Jesus was tempted... In the, in the desert, a lot of that was mental battle. Um, but I want to say that the, it's the Holy Spirit that takes our weaknesses and turns them into strengths. So whatever the devil's scheming, it is an opportunity to actually advance the kingdom of God. And that's what we want to see, is the kingdom of God coming here, coming now. That kingdom of God advances through us. And how we respond. And it requires a renewed mind that's operating through obedience and faith. So we need to develop the mind of the Lord. We need to attack. The Bible actually says attack the bad thought and take it captive. So there is a deliberate intent. And so there's, a, yeah, to, to identify that, hey, this is not an appropriate thought. Whether it's coming from the devil or from our own carnal thinking, it is not a legitimate thought. It does not hold up against God and who He is. Because when we fail, we then give ourselves over to worldly thinking. We become cynical. Oh, no. Nothing good will come out of South Africa. Or negative thoughts. There they go, burning and looting the CBD again. What can you expect? Anxious and carnal thoughts. What will I happen with me? I mean, where's my next... Who's going to look after you? I've just lost my job, which is legitimate. But if you dwell on these anxious thoughts, you can be prone to, to unbelief. And then if you're operating in unbelief and you're expressing all of this, are we really being salt and light to a world that desperately needs light to be shining on a, on a hill in the darkness right now? Because we are the ambassadors of Christ. <laughs> we are entrusted with being this salt and light to the nations. Through us, all the nations are blessed. We Abraham's seed. Now, we, I don't deal with formulas. So, but what I want to do is I want to give you 
a tool or a game to play, let's call it that, in terms of transforming our minds. And it's simply this. Pray out your trust. Well, what am I saying? Pray out your trust. What does this really mean? Um, so, when you see a thought come, maybe a lustful thought, hmm, there's a good-looking whatever, um, then transform that thought, recognize it, and say, Lord, I thank you for purity. And you're praying for purity to be released into the situation. Maybe praying for revelation as to recognizing that that person that you're looking at is someone's daughter, that God loves them, and that you, your thoughts are directed to one of, of God's precious creations. And so it's capturing the thought at its inception. So wrong thoughts are not wrong. Dwelling on wrong thoughts is where the battle is fought and won. Maybe there's mistrust and suspicion. I don't trust this person. They're going to stab me in the back. Turn it into a prayer of, 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 of blessing and revelation. So pray for them. Lord, I pray that, that this individual is blessed, that you transform their hearts right now, um, and that I, I pray that we can build a relationship together and that you can break down barriers between us. A poverty mindset. How can we transform that? Lord, I've got nothing to eat. I'm going down. There's no future for me. Capture that thought when it happens. Lord, I praise you for your abundant favor and your willingness just to pour out and supply into my every need. As your word says, you capture that thought. Fearful. There's a lot of fear going on right now. You know, the Bible, the scriptures are clear that it's perfect love that casts out fear. So we transform that into a prayer. Lord, I thank you right now for your perfect love to come into my heart to displace this fear. And that with you loving me, I don't have to worry about anything. And so we can, we can come in the opposite spirit to what is happening around us. I'll maybe just share a little testimony here. When I was um, in my teenage years, my dad had remarried couple of times and he also had a little bit of a drinking problem and this marriage started going south fast um, and what actually happened is my stepmom turned on on us um, as a way of, of revenge against my father you could call it and so we were subject to a lot of emotional manipulation and abuse when I got to university, I was really bitter about it. I didn't want to go home at all, and I, I became quite angry about it. When I became born again, which was at university um, in my second year, one, the first, one of the first things that, that the Holy Spirit did is put his finger on this big boulder of, of bitterness, and he said, come, it's time for us to deal with this thing. And I remember... At odd times, this anger would just well up like a well inside of me, and I would just like lose it. I would start, and then I would take these, actually, I didn't know any of these scriptures at this time, but, but I would, Lord, take this thing from me, and I forgive, and I forgive. And I would actually say through gritted teeth, Lord, I forgive. Um, 
And I tell you, I think it took, happened about 20 or 30 times, and it broke. And there was this breaking. I could feel this cord snap. Literally, someone had come with scissors and cut this thing, and immediately everything changed inside of me. I felt free. I felt compassion reach out to my stepmom. And I was like, what inside of her caused her to respond in this way towards me? And instead of coming with anger and bitterness, I came with, there was a breakthrough. There was just compassion. And I could pray and, Father, bless her. Set her free from her anger. Set her free from her bitterness. What a place to walk. And that's, that, that for me was God at work. The Holy Spirit moving. But it took a bit of pain and suffering on my side and, and an intentionality and a recognizing these thoughts and taking them captive. I'm going to talk about something I call the boomerang effect. Um, and basically it's simply this. When the devil goes for you or these thoughts come, turn it like a boomerang around. Let it fly straight back from where it came, but in the opposite spirit. So if it's attacking you or whatever's attacking you, can just bounce back. The devil's not going to chase you into the Holy of Holies. You can rest assured. That's one place he cannot go. When you are abiding in Christ, when these things come, step in to your inheritance. Step into the, the presence of God. When you are conscious of God at work, Godly thoughts will follow for a start. And then the devil starts getting a little bit tired and weary. Like he kept harassing me, I believe, with these angry, bitter thoughts. But once it was broken, you know, the battle was won. <laughs> he was finished. And never, ever was I harassed by that ever again. Um, so it is the Holy Spirit at work. He will be, give us creative ways of, of tackling these things. Every person's situation is going to be unique. There is no formula here. But other than the fact that you've got to recognize what's happening and take these things captive. And we need to be set free from, from inferiority, saying, I'm not a super Christian or a child of God. You are. It's your mind that might have a poverty mindset or, or start thinking that I'm a victim in all of this. COVID, I'm a victim. I just get frustrated with that thinking because it's not aligned to who we are in Christ. When I say the battle is won or lost in the mind, even the scripture is, is clear on this. Matthew 5, 27, 28. This is Jesus speaking. Your ancestors have been taught, never commit adultery. However, I say to you, if you look with lust in your eyes at the body of a woman who is not your wife, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And so we see that what trans what happens in your mind it really determines that your actions will follow in a sense, but also that your whole being has already been subjugated into that, in a sense. So you might not have committed an act, but you've, you've effectively lost that particular battle. But once you've lost the battle, it's a, we are redeemed from these losses. I mean, the Lord has come to set us free. What I want to just say is, how do you recognize that you're losing this battle or something is not right? Righteous, righteous thoughts will produce godly behavior. Now, one thing is, it comes straight out of your fruit. 
Galatians 5, 19 to 21 talks about some of this fruit. Acts of the flesh, immorality, idolatry, hatred, jealousy, ambition, dissension, drunkenness, and rage are different responses that have moved from mind games to fruits in the, in the natural. And then these are contrasted with the fruits of the Spirit. That the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Hey, we set free from the law. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So, this is not yet to judge you, but I want to see the kingdom of God come. And that will not happen when these Christians are living defeated lives in their minds. But this is not a chore, this battle. This is supposed to be fun. It's a game that can be had. Because you can take any, let's call it discipline, and turn it into a fun activity for the whole family. And so when it's a chore, there's works involved. And I know this. I mean, Heather had me revamping several things this holiday, and I got quite resentful about it, unguarded thoughts. But if it's done in relationship, it's fun. And so what needed to take place is we needed to move this thing into relationship um, and make a game of it. And so our relationship in this case is the Holy Spirit is our partner in this. And he's transforming us um, and getting our minds set up in joyful discipline. I think one thing you need to understand is that this can take time takes time to break bad habits. And habits can be actions that we do. Actions originate from what's happening in our mind. I will say that the Holy Spirit's got lots of time on his hands. And he's prepared to work. He's not ever going to ever give up on you. So if you fail at first, you pick yourself up and you keep going. We are never ever... The enemy is a defeated foe already. We know that. And... The Lord has placed us on a path, and he's transforming us from glory to glory. Let's try some more. So I've just got a couple of here, other opposite spirit actions. Resentfulness and offense. Steve loves this one, people taking offense. A prayer for grace and charity. Amen. Father, I thank you that this person's offended me. But actually, Lord, I'm going to release grace into their lives. Grace into my life as well. <laughs> I take grace because, Lord, you gave me grace. You could have been quite offended with me, Lord, but you haven't been. And I extend that grace out. Enemies. Oh, there's a lot in the Bible about how to treat your enemies in the opposite spirit. Lord, we pray for creative ways in which I can bless these people that Either I don't like or they don't like me. <laughs> it's okay. But Lord, we pray for creative ways to bless them. Maybe a little note saying, I love you. <laughs> Here's a cake for your birthday. Be blessed, enemy of mine. Soon to be friend or whatever. Bitterness. Being bitter about some situation. I didn't deserve, this guy came in and he, Robbed half my business, left me destitute. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, work. I thank you for mercy and forgiveness in my heart. Because bitterness doesn't affect the other person. It's affecting you. Now, I had this issue with bitterness. I've just I shared the testimony. Anger. You're getting angry. Lord, I thank you for grace. I plea for grace in this situation. Just, Lord, as you have had mercy over me, I extend that grace and mercy to this person that's making me angry. I need driven focus. Lord, I'm always just, I'm so, I need that new Lamborghini, Lord. But Lord, I pray for that you give me a generous heart that I can sow out. Let me rather bless others first and all these other things will come. So Lord, show me where I can sow generously. Anxiety. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you've promised provision and that I've got your peace. And step into that peace. Help me to step into that peace. Proverbs 10 verse 12. Hatred keeps old quarrels alive. But love draws a veil over every insult and finds a way to make sin disappear. Wow. Love covers a multitude of sin. And so, this is action of the heart. Uh, we don't necessarily have love in our hearts at times. I could be speaking to my teenage daughters right now. But love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> Romans 12 verse 21. This probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And the absolute summary of what I'm preaching on here today. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, in closing, Father, what I want to do is I want to invite you to examine your heart. Because the Lord has come to set you free. He's come to set the captives free. Heal the brokenhearted. Open the eyes of the blind. If you're blind to what's happening with your thoughts and the consequences of those thoughts, I pray right now that your eyes would be open to re revelation of what these thoughts are doing to you and your heart. When, if you're being held captive by unguarded thoughts, be it fear, anxiety, bitterness, resentment, freedom now in the name of Jesus. And if you are sore inside, hurt by what others have done, be it other churches, other people, churches, not churches, churches are people as well, guys. Healing now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. And so, I'll leave you with this. Your journey is a journey of transformation. You are going to have battles that you lose and battles that you win. But you will see and taste victory if you take these thoughts captive and you give yourself over to obedience and faithfulness. These aren't works. This is letting God work in your heart. Do not overcome, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, Father, last prayer. Lord, I just thank you for everyone who hears this word. I pray that it would come like a sword and 
cut out the nonsense, the stuff that is, is destroying your chosen ones, and keeping them from some of the promises and the destiny that they've got set up before them. I thank you for freedom right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that through them you will bless all nations. Through them your kingdom will advance. In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, thank you for joining us at Highway this Sunday. And I just pray and hope that you've had a wonderful time with your family and your loved ones this, this, this weekend. And we just pray that you go out knowing who you are in Christ, with the full favor of God and authority with you. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Well, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Richard, for an outstanding word. We know you do hear from God. So we trust that as we take this to heart for this coming week, God bless Shalom over you. May God keep you, bless you. May his face smile upon you and give you peace. Amen.